Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Hello and welcome to the Q&A Ask an Expert. Welcome expert mum, family lawyer of 35 years. Hello, Laura. That's hilarious. We we have been sent heaps of questions this week uh, and we are going to just choose two today or three sorry three three, and we're going to slightly change them to protect the people who have asked but if you are listening you'll probably know it's your question if you would like to send a question send it to the divorce course podcast at gmail.com or you can just dm us on instagram or facebook yes and also if you rate review and subscribe to us we would be most happy and mum and I can continue to do these answering questions especially for you. if it's a good review Rose yes it's a good <laughs> review and we get to choose one lucky person for this month and I would love it to be you so all you have to do is write us a lovely review and that will be released very soon because we're getting close to November okay so this question comes from a lady we won't use her name we'll call her B hi there I've been going through a separation for a long time and my ex feeds the children absolutely junk Uh, basically take take out every night Uh, when the children were born we agreed that the children would follow some sort of diet I don't exactly know let's just say a a fish diet a fish diet okay let's imagine it's a fish diet and and to avoid refined sugars I have been the primary carer for x amount of years a fair a long time Mm. he has now ceased fifa working Mm -hmm. and has brought a house near his near her home and is filing in the court for 50 50 care do the courts consider the children's diet and how this can have health concerns for the children by not meeting nutritional intake i'm a clinical nutritionist and naturopath and to me this feels like abuse knowing what i know also the facts we have and also the fact is that we have an agreement in the parenting plan, yet they are fed like this. Mm. So okay. what, what's the court's take on diet? Uh, it, it's not really in their um, expertise, okay? So well, I guess probably, they're lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> and I dare say they chow down on the odd steak and chips. They have horrible diets. <laughs> I see what they eat in court. Oh. They eat donuts and coffees. Yeah. And and I'm sure they have chocolate eat. bars under the bench. So, yeah. so. Uh, the court doesn't adjudicate strictly on this is a good diet and that's not a good diet, okay? Mm. Uh, the only thing they can take notice of is expert advice and, unfortunately, if you're the expert and you're the mother, you have to get independent advice. And if okay. all else fails, I think they would follow the Australian guidelines, which, unfortunately, um, do include red meat, red meat and um chicken and vegetables, you know, and fats and all of those things. Um, So the fact that there's a parenting plan saying that you both agree to that arrangement will give you Mm. a little bit of um, power, I guess, in the court. Mm. Uh, But um, when he's got them, uh, he can feed them pretty well what he likes, I'm afraid. Um, I think um, the parenting plan says he won't if he breaks that, um, but he's still sort of feeding them things that are uh, set out by the Commonwealth Government as our national food guidelines, um, then I don't think um, you're going to succeed in having their diet 
um, when they're with him dictated. Now, it's different if they're celiac or if they're um, lactose intolerant and you've got evidence of that, diabetic, diabetic, uh, that's a different story altogether because it all comes down to the welfare of the child. Um, And and everyone would know if, if the child has a reaction to a certain sort of food or peanuts or whatever, everyone knows that there should be no peanuts given, you know, or mm. there should be no gluten or there should be no dairy. But when it's something like this where it's it's really, um, and I'm sorry, B, but it's kind of opinion, one expert says that, another expert says this, um, the court does, doesn't buy into that. Um, mm. I'm afraid. Uh, I even, think he's even doing if she's, it to annoy you, though. Yeah, look, <laughs> and I, that's the vibe I get. I think if you're a nutritionist, yeah. like it's the same, I guess, if you were like a really healthy, I don't know, marathon runner and your kids went running every day and, and then your, yeah. your ex comes back out of the blue and makes the kids not run and yeah, sit on go a couch. To chess and, club instead. And just eat, <laughs> eat chocolate all day long. Yeah. It, it's I get the vibe it's to upset her um, yeah. more than anything or he's just lazy. I'm sure you told me a story once where the judge talked about Vegemite sandwiches. Yep. Was that you? Yep. So what's that me. story? Uh, there was a story how the little girl would only eat Vegemite sandwiches and the other parent had a big objection to that. Um, but really uh, it was a two-year-old child, it was a phase and, you know, it happens, whatever happens in that parent's house, they've got the day-to-day care and control of the child. And mm. so if they want to eat Vegemite sandwiches when they're at dad's and that's all they want, we've all come across kids with peculiar tastes, um, then so be it. Do you know? The, the so court it, ultimately requires the parents to fulfil their obligations to parent. Yeah. But what can she do? I guess if they're going back to court for that 50-50, could perhaps they, she ask to have something Mm. included in the orders if you've got parenting agreement that says it? But how are you going to enforce it? How how are you going to say to the court, on this day uh, the children ate meat and here's the proof? Where's your proof? Do you know? What can she do? So the court won't make the order. Nothing really. Um, I think big thing and be this if the, the trick, the trick, the important thing, really important thing is to not weird the kids out about it. Um, mm. Don't criticise them, judge them. Don't say, "Oh, well, you wouldn't have got sick if you were if you weren't eating that stuff over at your father's." Do you know? Don't mm. don't do that. Um, just go with it. It's very hard when it goes against every fibre of your understanding, mm. but you have control over your body and your food intake. But the children. When they're in your care, you can do that too. But when they're in his care, um, you can't. Oh, wow. It's a fight you well, can't win, I'm afraid. There you go, B. There's your mm. answer. And unfortunately, I don't think it's what you wanted to hear. But no. I guess in the end, um, that's that's what the court's view yep. is. Uh, don't waste you your money to... and exhaust yourself trying to change it. Well, unless they're reasonable, you could try and negotiate, mediate, educate, you know, try and sort it out amongst yourselves and eventually the kids will grow up and make their own decisions. So it's only like, what, five, ten years before they're eating their own food? Look, and with with all of the ads for fast food and stuff, um, you know, they're going to make their own decisions probably at school. Even, you know, that you don't have, have control over everything they buy at the tuck shop. Yeah. for instance. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, there's just an interesting one on yeah. food. But again, like you said, mum, if they're diabetic or celiac or something like that, Absolutely. the court 
it cares more about that because it's mm. proven or what's oh, the deal it, well, with it's that? it's bad for the children. We know it's bad for the children. You'll have experts saying it's bad for the children. Um, mm. if, if the child has reactions and there's a paediatrician or a nutritionist who's given that report, the court will say, okay, I'm persuaded and make an mm. order. But it's very hard to enforce. Um, yeah. Another thing they might do if one person uh, persists in feeding the children something to which they're allergic and I'm mm. not talking peanuts or any anaphylactic reaction, um, is mm. maybe limit the time they spend with the person, the parent who's not feeding them well, you know. Mm. And and there are issues sometimes where the kids haven't had a decent meal. It's been takeaway five nights in a row, um, those mm. sorts of things. But how do you prove it? I guess she can bring that to the attention of the yeah. judge yeah. Um, during the proceedings they've currently got. Yep. Okay, all right. Uh, Thanks, B, for your question. The next one is going to come from, uh, I'm going to call her T. Yep. <laughs> and she said, hi, love, love, love your podcast. Oh, thank you, Recommended T. it to so many people since listening. Yeah. Just listening to your recent episode about schooling. That was our episode from last oh, week. Of course. Um, I'm wondering if the sis has other stances on homeschooling disputes. I guess we didn't cover homeschooling. Well, mom. we didn't. No, so it says a friend's homeschool. A friend is homeschooling, and everyone is thriving. And they have since before separation. Uh, the eldest was being homeschooled, and then after separation, the other children are being homeschooled as well. Um, the ex is now trying to push them into mainstream school, and he falls roughly into the category of manipulative and controlling. Uh, one of the special people. Mm-hmm. Um, he's refusing to pay. He's refused to pay anything towards homeschooling. Uh, which the person has, is just fine with. Um, she's not, T's not asking for specific advice, obviously, mm. but just wondering if your general advice and info on how to handle homeschooling and if it applies to what we were talking about mm. in our last episode. Okay, so it all comes down to the welfare of the children and the court, um, I've seen them order that kids go to day school if they used to go to day school um, mm. like a, a, a mainstream school but the court often looks to the de- decisions the parents made when they were together now um, I'm just thinking of B here you decided when you were together and at separation to keep that children on that diet but now there's a falling out and you both can um have your own way of dealing with the children when it and feeding the children but when it comes to education one way has to prevail either Mm. it's going to be what he says or it's going to be what she says what the court does um is it often looks back and says okay what decisions did these people make when they were together and if the homeschooling was a thing as you say Mm. um you say we were homeschooled they were homeschooling before separation then um the court's not going to uh, likely change the children or try to change children from home homeschooling to mainstream schooling because mm. uh, they may suspect uh, that the father's just being manipulative and controlling um, mm. and if the children's marks are good um, to defend a homeschooling thing uh, you can you still get report cards you can still I list in my material uh, affidavits what social activities they're doing um, set out what a day is like had photos of where their schoolroom is um, and just show that it's a consistent uh, thing that they've been doing. He he consented at the first. It, um, it's detrimental to the children to suddenly have to change and it's not what you want. 
Um, mm. Yeah. Well, it would be a big change if you've been homeschooled all your life yeah. and then one day they just go, nah, you're going to go to school now. I think I probably Oof. would find that a bit confronting yeah. as a child. And so I can see where the court mm. looks at that and goes, well, that's what you were doing beforehand. What's yeah. changed here? Yep, <laughs> Is absolutely. it just that you're a bit of a bit yes. of a mean person and, and it'd be different if mum wanted to put them in a main school she says mm. I'm sick of teaching um, yeah. and or I <laughs> says everybody in Melbourne it's everyone in Melbourne it's half yeah. the people um that would be different because the court couldn't force her of course to continue to educate them at home yeah. but where she's so ready she's willing like, and nah. able to um yeah. do it and that's what the children have been doing by consent even though it was only the oldest one he consented to that's the pattern um yeah. and it's reasonable to assume yeah. So I guess in that instance, if that person's friend wants to, you know, like you said, put, Defend have it. some evidence yep. to show, look, they're doing great, they're yeah. doing well, and we've been doing this forever, and yep. here's some photos of pre-separation where we were doing it, yep. all that evidence goes together and the, the mm. court's probably would look more favourably on keeping the status quo well, the same. Well, it would have to be a very good reason to change it. Um, and yeah. particularly uh, since COVID, I hear that a lot more people are homeschooling anyway. They enjoyed yeah. it and they've yeah. kept it up. It's been offered by education departments everywhere. So it is a um, an acceptable form of education in Australia. So mm. it's almost like the judge choosing between two schools. Um, mm. Some kids... I suppose might um, it might be detrimental to them if they've been mainstream and then go homeschooling. Um, mm. So often the fight is from is that direction where they're the mainstream way. and someone wants to homeschool them. The court takes a bit of persuading there. Yeah, um, yeah. But for T, um, I think just put that evidence out up there, gather mm. it, you know, show their marks, mm. um, list and I guess the, the things they do, put a timetable. Yeah, and the rest that we talked about in the uh, schooling, mm. um, uh, law, family law and schooling years, we talked about, you know, making sure that you're doing all the right things and communicating and sharing the information yeah. and, as you know, I think that's the best you can do. And I think the theme of the questions that we've got running through today seems to be that the exes are just doing things to really upset the core of someone's self yeah. like the homeschooling mum yeah. obviously really loves homeschooling probably yeah. and it's part of her identity and, for and the also children. the naturopath and the nutritionist that's probably part of her identity so it's just a way to piss oh, off but isn't it awful that both of those <sighs> parties their exes had agreed to it before and then yeah. were changing their minds the court and will I look at that but that's what you need to show to the court yeah. but that enforceability is the thing i mean the kids yeah. can only go to one school but with diet okay. the the children can have two different regimes in each home uh, and each in the eyes of the court would be equally valid, I think. Okay. The last question we're going to call this person H and this one is, is tricky. Oh. The ex-partner has seizures and oh. has never driven with the children before and never reports his seizures and apparently the neurologist has signed off that it is now safe for him to drive because he hasn't been sharing his seizure episodes, I guess, with the neurologist. And she's really worried about him driving with the children mm. and they're currently in the court process now. Uh, any advice or general advice that you can offer? Obviously, everyone needs to get their own legal opinion. How does this lady, how, do, if, how I wonder how H knows that he's been having seizures and not reporting them recently. If mm. there's anything you've got that points to that, 
that he's had a seizure mm-hmm. and then a subpoena of his neurologist records doesn't show that seizure being reported, then I think you're, you're building up a fairly strong case to be able to say to the court, please make an order that he doesn't drive with the children in the car because, mm. you know, he, he's the, here's one I can prove. Um, here's his doctor's records and on that date he didn't report any, so he's lying to his neurologist and it's one of those cases where you can't do anything really to check if they there have been seizures. Like if he went to another neurologist and told Fibs, he'd probably get the same report. So you can't get an independent medical report. Um, mm. Some people, like they say, oh, I don't drink anymore. Well, you can check that out by getting a hair follicle testing and it'll show if they've taken drugs or drank um, alcohol too much in the last 12 weeks. But seizures and self-reporting is a very um, personal thing and it comes down to the integrity of this man. And mm. I suppose you could try and appeal to, appeal to his better nature. <laughs> mm. but um, And in the meantime, offer to drive the children everywhere anywhere. they need to go. Make sure you do drop off and pick up and, and just mm. be a doormat really as far as driving goes. And I guess subpoena the neurologist. You can you can subpoena yourself if you're in court mm. proceedings and you don't have a lawyer. Mm. You can go and do a subpoena. Just go on the website. We've even... Do we have we done an episode on subpoenas? I think we have. Yeah, I think so. Yep. I'll put a link to that. Mm. And yes, if you can gather any information on how you know that he's been having seizures, mm. then I guess that will help you. You've just got to show the court. But yes, but if you subpoena the neurologist's records and he's got a clean bill of health, no reported seizures, that's not going to help you. What you mm. need is subpoena the records. Um, if you know for sure that you can identify either someone sent you a text message or he has sent you a test, text message or and said, you know, such and such, he had a seizure this morning but he's better now or, you know, I'm sorry mm. I was late, I had a seizure, something like that. You find an incident and then cross-check it with the neurologist's records and that way the neurologist's letter doesn't have any power and, frankly, neither does your ex's word. Mm. won't be believed ew i feel so sorry for that person uh, mm-hmm. to be dealing with that and those children my mm-hmm. thoughts go out to you guys thank you for the questions that you've sent i'm sorry we haven't uh, gotten to some of the other ones but we will try every saturday to get to that mm-hmm. and mum you don't have a court this week so i'm in trouble we'll be, <laughs> <Am I? laughs> we'll be able to get some done <laughs> um, and if you are interested we are doing a free webinar where you can do a live q a we don't see your face but you can just type your questions in the side mm-hmm. um, and mum will answer your questions for you mm-hmm. it's on the 9th of november and the 11th of november just click on the link in our bio or click in the link in the show notes and go in there and reserve your seat we only have limited seats for the two sessions and we've only got mum for those two special times so don't lose your chance the last one was great we got to really get in there and help answer some Mm. questions for people and mum's also of course going to talk to you about the steps that you need to take when getting divorced so thank you mum for your time today and for your offering to do the free webinar (laughs) thank you laura (laughs) all right everyone good luck my dears good luck bye If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.